You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. If you love the show, subscribe to the show. For as little as $5 a month, you can support the show and make sure it continues to grow. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. If you love the show but you want to download the show, podcast now available via bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. So bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's where you can download the podcast today all right good morning everybody happy happy thursday may 18th 2023 i know i'm so excited to be here with you guys so much happening in the world my god it sounds like we've got a meatball announcement next week so special rob DeSantis is gonna let everybody he's gonna he wants us to know i am running for second place in the republican primary against donald trump and want to end my entire career permanently going forward. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be absolutely glorious. I'm excited about it. You should be as well. If you thought the meatball memes were stopping anytime soon, you were wrong. Wrong, sir. We're going to keep making them. Uh, yeah, well, it's uh, been quite the morning also. FBI being absolutely hammered on Capitol Hill today. I got a clip of that. Really good, nice clip from uh, Matty Gates. He's doing a hell of a job. There's other clips out there, but this is the one I grabbed. I thought, okay, I'll break that down. We'll talk about it a little bit. But, uh, hey, I don't know if you guys know this. Dude, I, it's almost like the FBI doesn't support America. It's, it's like they're being used in a way that they're weaponized against your average ordinary American, and they're not interested in actually the truth or helping or, you know, fighting crime. Oh, remember those days when law enforcement used to fight crime? Remember that? They used to be like, man, we got to break up this drug ring, this smuggling ring, this trafficking. Oh, wait, no, they never really did that. But, yeah, we got to stop the bad guys from hurting innocent Americans. Now they're like, we need to stop the innocent Americans from trying to prevent the bad guys from destroying America. Yeah, well done, FBI. Mission accomplished, you cunts. Speaking of cunts, we're going to talk about the word cunt. Oh, oh, we're going to talk about that. It's going to be awesome. Promise. You're going to be excited. We got another update. No, nobody else got fired calling somebody a cunt. But uh, we are going to talk about it because there is some news there. I also have Dank Memes. Shout out to Lauren Eve for the opener. My God. Total fire. Absolute flamage coming off that meme. Got us all fired up. Woo, woo, woo. Donnie J coming to Georgia. Georgia. June 10th. 2023, you know we're going to be in attendance there. I'm working on it. I know Tiffy has got her tickets. As a Georgia delegate, she will be in attendance. Randy and I also working on getting in attendance. I got to make sure I, I, I don't know if I got to buy tickets. I got to, I reached out to the campaign, said, hey, uh, is there, can I go to this? Is this a thing? I want to go. So that'll be, uh, that'll be June 10th here in Georgia. So that's a Saturday. Yeah, so we're going to work on that. But yeah, there's a lot going on. And also, we got Don Jr. news. Uh, the interview last night with Tim Pool, absolutely awesome. 
Awesome. It was really cool. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that on today's show as well. It's going to be a good show. We're going to be a fun show. We'll probably call the herd, but in a different way. I had a fucking retard reach out to me last night, 2 a.m., which means he was probably drunk, uh, trying to tell me how to do the show. I'm just really concerned. I'm concerned that you're paying me to the people too much. And the show, just fucking relax, pal. Relax. This, this shit ain't about what anybody thinks. It's about where I'm supposed to be. God wants me right here doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So I don't need any advice. And uh, I'm not sure. That's that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I understand being a little like, oh, hey, Brendan, we support you. Yeah, Brendan, stop it. You're making people mad. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. Is this the kind of show where have I ever intimated to you guys that I gave a fuck? Especially like I'll give a fuck with some fucking lush things like, bro, stay in your lane. You fucking go have another drink. You don't worry about me. You don't worry about me. You've got a new crew you run with. So, yeah, got some of that shit going on. I was like, miss me with that one, bro. Anyway, we're going to have a dilly show. We're having a dilly of a time. <laughs> That's what the kids say. And uh, it'll be a good show today. We're going to have a fun. We're going to have some fun, though. And, well, don't worry. Don't worry. Until you got a black pill, man. Told me about the murder. Yeah, don't worry. I know. I know. The truth is a, a black pill. Sometimes. Not all the time. But it'll be funny. It'll be fun. How are you guys doing today? You guys good? I'm good. I'm feeling better. I got some sleep last night. My neck is starting to go back. It's still, it's been like, this is day three. But it is starting to get back into, like, you know what I'm saying? It's getting back there. It hurt like hell, but it's getting back there. And I'm feeling a little better. I'm feeling a little better. How you guys doing? How's Rumble today? Rumble, how you guys doing? I'm going to check in on you right now. You got to pop over there, say hi to everybody. What's up, Rumble? Good to see you. Good to see you, Rumble. Check over. Oh, how about YouTube? What's up, YouTube? You guys going full-blown full fucking special ed yet or no? Not yet. Good to see. All right. That's cool. Hi, Cloud Hub. Hi, DLive. Okay, good. That's nice. That's nice. All right, I'm, just, I'm done checking in on you guys. Oh, okay, so uh, been a wacky, wacky 24 hours. Um, I, you know what's strange about this thing is we're watching – DeSantis get ready to enter into a race he can't win. And when you know that he can't win, you go, well, why is he doing it? Well, we know why everybody around him is doing it, right? Money. But he believes he's entitled to it. He believes, you know, this is something that I, I am going to be the president right now. And uh, I don't think he, he can see what he's done to his chances, right? He's completely, completely fucked that up. And uh, I don't think he realizes he's not only ruined it, for 2024, but he also ruined it for 2028. So I'm going to say something controversial. And it used to be an argument that Republicans would utilize against Trump supporters. And occasionally you would hear it in certain races. And I, I wouldn't say this is not a uh, attitude I hold towards all political races because I don't think they're all equal. Okay. I don't think they're all equal. And uh, so sometimes, sometimes you do one thing, other times you do something else. But let me put it in, in no uncertain terms. Because I am not a Republican loyalist, because I think they're a bunch of fucking cunts, no better than the Democrats as a party. Uh, and since I am loyal only to people who actually stick their neck out for me, Donald J. Trump, um, the Republican Party doesn't have my loyalty. They don't have my unflinching, undying loyalty. And 
your candidates have been dog shit. You've been serving up dog shit as you delivered the country to the Marxists and the communists on a silver platter. So I'll just say it like this. There, are, there is no cir circumstance or situation where I ever put a fucking X next to the name DeSantis. Ever. Now, I know what you'll say. You'll say, oh, it's just like voting for the Democrats. Maybe. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what it is. But I'm kind of done with the two-party system, and I'm kind of done playing the game that they play. Now, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't do this in other, there's other races. I might do this. I'm, I'm being full disclosure. Might be a congressional or a Senate race. I might have a different attitude. Donald Trump's the president. I might have a different attitude in the down ballot. But when it comes to presidential elections, there is no fucking way I will ever vote for DeSantis. We're not talking Congress. We're not talking Senate. We're ta not talking school board. We're talking president. And there's no circumstance in which I would ever vote for DeSantis. None. Now, the good news is I'll never have to. The good news is I'll never have to. So I'm not, that's not going to be an issue. Um, it is just more of a mentality, though. I think we need to burn our ships. This is a Genghis Khan fucking mentality. I believe in Genghis Khan. He believed in loading up his ships with his men and all their weapons. And when they would arrive at a foreign land, he would set the ships ablaze. And he'd tell his men, you either die here or you conquer this land and we take their ships and sail home at some point. But you will not be returning on the ships that we arrived in. We are not returning to the Republican Party of old ever, ever. I'm not interested. I don't think you can stop uh, the bleeding. I don't believe in your party. I don't believe in your leadership. Rona McDaniel is a fat slob and a traitor to her country. Mitch McConnell, same. Paul Ryan, same. DeSantis, same. I'm good. I'm cool. I'll just deal with the consequences of this. I am America first only. If the people that you present happen to be America first patriots, well, guess what? I'll support and vote for them. But I'm done voting for R's and D's. I'm back to voting for individuals. I'm back to voting for people who represent my values and my ideals. So the Republican Party essentially can kiss my fucking ass. And if you, the thing is, is a Republican Party, this is fairly easy to overcome. You get better party leadership. You do what's in the best interest of the country. You start actually having some balls and we might actually align in our values. But right now, not really. You're actively working against Donald Trump, which means you're actively working against me and my own self-interest. And uh, in, the, in the case of self-interest, uh, I am not going to be giving away any more of my support blindly to anybody, period. So I'm out. I don't really care. I'm sure that the uh, DeSantards will masturbate themselves with what I've just said, uh, and I don't really care. I don't give a fuck. Your guy's down 40 points. He's going to announce, and his, his, his shit's going to go like this. His polling's going to go, it'll be like, oh, no, I'm falling, I'm falling, I'm falling. Announcement. Oh, oh the, there's 12 people that like me. Yeah. I actually hope DeSantis stays in this race through the first debate, just the first one. 
I want to see the just the first one. I just want you to get in front of America with Donald Trump one time. Now, the problem being, Trump has no interest in doing any favors to Fox. So if you go on Fox without Trump while down 45 fucking points, no one's going to watch. But there's part of me that's like, I just want to see it one time. We'll see, though. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting time. It's an interesting time. It's going to be ugly. The, the thing that's sad, too, is the primary does not benefit us at all. It does not benefit the Republican Party. It only benefits Joe Biden. And that's why you can hate the fuck out of the establishment GOP. The longer and dirtier the primary, the more it benefits Democrats. This is one of the most challenging aspects of the Trump campaign is going to be overcoming a kamikaze campaign courtesy of Meatball DeSantis. Because all he's trying to do is suck up time, energy, money. He's trying to mentally exhaust the voter. It wouldn't actually surprise me, you guys, if I'm being super honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Rob DeSantis is a fucking CIA glowy fag. Like, not even a little bit. This seems so in line with what they do. Um, because the, this isn't even just about money. It is irrational, but it makes perfect sense. If you want to continue to solely Trump's name, you can't do it from the left because nobody believes the left. So the only way to do it is from the, the center right, and that's where DeSantis has tried to position himself. So the only objective here is we want to fucking ruin Donald Trump's name as much as we can from the right rather than from the left and in the hopes that we are able to you know, take enough shine off of him that many of our base, the Republican base, will either sit out the general election or are going to be less inspired. So what it feels like, it feels like DeSantis is just a glowy who's going to run for the sake of siphoning money and enthusiasm off of Trump. And the number one issue you have in this country, a lot of people go, Dilly, what do we do about the voter fraud? And that's like your favorite thing to complain about. You can, you can overcome voter fraud with massive turnout. How do you get massive turnout? You need to be a part of the largest ballot harvesting campaign, a, law, a legal ballot harvesting campaign in American history. That's where your whole focus needs to be right now. But they're making, they're, what DeSantis' objective is to try and get in a race that prevents the Republican Party and specifically, not even Republican Party, MAGA, from getting activated with learning how to do that, that you know, ballot harvesting. This is, this is the agreement that these people have made. A lot of these people, this is their role within the overall, the overall movement toward, for humanity is towards the Great Reset and a globalist uh, situation, a global governance, a global economy. That's the whole, when you, when you understand this, the behavior of the GOP makes perfect sense. Their role in this is to guide their people who tend to be the most patriotic and unwilling to go towards this, uh, subvertly guiding them towards that end result. And uh, so far, it's been very successful. It's been extremely successful. So this is what they've been doing, and this is why we've got to stay uh, in the pocket. Mostly because I don't, I don't know how this turns out. I just know how I want to feel about myself 
when it's over. Like, none of us can say definitively, this is, this will happen just like this, and this is how it's going to turn out. But I know how I want to be, I want to be able to look myself in the mirror and know that I did the right thing for my country and for my family, and I didn't, uh, I didn't sell my integrity out, right? I just want to leave it all there and just say, okay, that's, that's everything I had in me. Now, the good news is that Donald Trump is an actual genius. He's an incredible strategist, and he, is, I, he spent the last three years fleshing out this campaign. And I, I said this on our um, Twitter spaces on MAGA Weekly Tuesday night. He's, he's been plotting this. There's a reason he has spent virtually no money on this campaign so far and has surged almost 30 points while destroying his enemies. So there's a lot of what he is doing is measured. Don't deploy more than you need to. Remember my Milton Berle reference from years ago? Remember the Milton Berle reference? Do I have to remind everybody back in 2018 what I told you about Milton Berle? I don't want to be redundant if the chat knows what I'm talking about. Everybody knows the Milton Berle reference. Now, almost everybody. For those that haven't been watching the show since 2018, let me tell you. Milton Berle had a legendary fucking giant dick. And, uh, and he was known to say, I only pull out enough to win. So nobody ever knew what he was actually packing. Milton Berle would joke around about it like, I only pull out enough to win. That's Trump. Why is it Trump on Twitter, some will say. Why would he? You don't need to, you don't need to use those inches yet. He's over on True Social. He's got surrogates on Twitter. There's no reason to be on Twitter yet. You only pull out just enough. Why do you do that? Because it, all, it means you've always got something left in case the, uh, whoever you're going against has something you don't know about. So Donnie J, he's, his strategy has been the Milton Berle strategy most of his career in business and in, in politics. Pulls out just enough. And that's what he's doing right now. Well, I mean, are there other things he could do right now to push his campaign further? Yeah, but why? Why? We are, we are handling it. He, he hasn't even started spending money yet. DeSantis and his insane insanely well-funded and poorly run campaign spending buco bucks. Are they going to run out of money? No, they're not going to run out of money. But they also have a shitty candidate and a shitty strategy. So you just keep pulling out just enough until it's time to bust out the big dogs. And there will be a day. The objective right now for Trump is the game he's been playing. He did it quietly last couple years. Most of 2021, President Donnie J was quiet. Very quiet, actually. Didn't start really getting active again until mid-2022. Why is that? Because he sucks the air out of every room he enters. And so does his posts on social media. So do his interviews. President Trump is, as soon as they see that name in an interview, he is content. He is something that's going to bring you ratings and clicks. So how do you highlight how terrible Joe Biden is if you're constantly in the media talking about him? You can't. You have to be quiet so that the public starts to go, okay, he's out of the way, and they're focused on this guy. One of the biggest red pills President Trump provided America was that first year of Biden. And then the next six months after that, too, the first 18 months, really, of Biden, President Donnie J just was quiet. Look at this guy. And that's perfect. It's exactly what you need to do.
You have to allow the public to see him objectively to be able to make that contrast. And they felt it. The public feels it. They fucking hate him. But then when it's time, like it is right now, it's not about Joe right now. It's about Trump. And Trump right now knows I will. Here's what he's the game he's going to play you guys with with DeSantis. And he already has been playing it. And no one has caught on unless you study Trump and you know this about him. He has stolen every ounce of thunder. Every time DeSantis makes any kind of a positive headline and it's like a smidge, Trump steals it so that it's glossed over. And then when when, uh, DeSantis fucks up, Donald Trump gets quiet and lets him go up. Now, some of this is just fortuitous, but some of it is absolutely strategy. Some of it is absolutely strategy. Fortuitous would be Iowa. If Donald Trump had went out on that stage in Iowa, he would have been criticized for endangering everyone's lives during tornado season in Iowa, right? Tornadoes all around, very close, 40 miles from where they were at. Not a fucking safe thing to do. But he didn't do it. Okay, I can't make it. Oh, well, we'll come back in a couple of weeks. By him not being center stage in Iowa, it made meatball center stage. And it's going to cost him points in the polling this week. Same thing when meatball went... To Europe, Donnie J gets indicted, steals the headlines from everybody, and then immediately gets sh- shuts down his interviewing. He does his few days of interviews, has all of us out to Mar-a-Lago, me included, and then quick, quiet. Why did he get quiet? Because DeSantis was starting to hit the road. Why wasn't there a rally why DeSantis was, uh, you know, overseas? Because you want that highlighted. DeSantis went overseas and face-planted on the fucking world stage. Got made of made fun, made fun of by the Brits. Looked like an absolute goon in front of the Japanese. Faceplant. President Trump does this thing, and, and they know it. This is, I believe that most of this is strategic. Give your enemy the floor when they're fucking up so that the whole public can see it. Like, oh, he's saying something stupid. Let him talk. It's one of the, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do, the strategy. Get quiet when your enemy is making an ass of himself. Get loud when your enemy starts making valid points. Perfect. Oh, starting to say something actually semi-smart. Interrupt. Highlight something I just did. And he's interrupting me now. He's saying something dumb. Be quiet. Wash, rinse, repeat. Over and over again. It's a rope of dope It's fucking Muhammad Ali. And it's working. The most difficult thing that they're going to have that you can't You can have relatively unknown candidates surge. You can have unpopular people that no one likes surge. You can have, as I mentioned yesterday and the day before, people with not very much talent but who are are likable surge. What you can't have is a weirdo. DeSantis is weird. I don't know what to tell you. Your candidate is awkward, looks like he might be on the spectrum. He's completely unaware of himself. He's disheveled. He is, he is all the worst parts of Jeb Bush, Ted Cruz, and John Kasich. Which if I told you to take all the best parts, the best parts of Ted Cruz, John Kasich, and Jeb Bush, you would still have a losing candidate. That's the challenging part. He's not even the best parts of those guys. He's the fucking worst parts. You get him on a stage by himself, separate everybody else out, the, the life gets sucked out of the room. Watch this. 
and be honest. I'm asking all of you, we're going to play a game right now. The game is, it's ones and twos. Everybody knows this game. If you haven't, if you haven't done what I'm about to ask, then don't vote, please. But a one is a yes, and a two is a no. We're all political junkies. It's the only reason you're watching the show right now. We've all, go back to a time before you thought DeSantis was a scumbag. Before he backstabbed Trump, okay? Before he backstabbed Trump, I'm asking you to go back to summer of 2022. I was still calling him Governor Goat. We were all supporting him because we thought this guy could be something special. So here's, I haven't asked the question, why are you voting? So here's your question. For all of you who are political junkies and who used to support DeSantis. Now I'm going to hold my hand up or put, put my hand down because I don't have the numbers. I'm just going to do like this or this, all right? P who's a political junkie? Who used, to who used to support DeSantis? By show of hands, putting the number one on your screen, how many of you have actually sat through an entire DeSantis speech before? A one is, yes, I've watched from beginning to end a Rob DeSantis speech, even when you loved him. A two is you've never actually made it through one because they're fucking brutal. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking twos, man. I never made it through one. I could never actually watch him for more than maybe 10 minutes. If you guys can see what I'm seeing right now, even people who used to passionately support him knew he was brutal to listen to for extended periods of time. He was amazing in clips. You get a minute and a half clip and they'd go snip. And that's what would be pushed down to the public clips. But if you actually sat through it, you realized, holy fuck. The ones, all right, for everybody in here who put a one down, did you come away from that? Like, damn, dude, he's really good. That's our next president. Or did you come away kind of going, it's kind of boring. We, most of us, formed our opinions on the clips that his, his team was releasing. I've got somebody in the chat that says they're autistic, so his autism is easy to spot. Appreciate you for noticing that. Now, this isn't just about, it's not even just about, uh, you know, we're not that simple, right? We're not sitting here and saying, well, it's a popularity contest, even though it is. Yeah, so Mike's right. Miguelifornia, most of what I had ever heard was DeSantis's little blurbs at Trump rallies or his occasional presser where he'd come out and he'd roast the media, blah, 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 and then that'd be that, and then that's all you saw. This isn't just about charisma. The, the challenge is, and this is the biggest one. <laughs> Let me tell you what this is the biggest one. I don't trust him. I never actually trusted him. I liked his clips, but there was always something that was kind of like, I don't know what the fuck is up with this guy. Now, it wasn't enough, before it wasn't enough to say, to come out and vocally speak out against him, right? You weren't going to come out and go, fuck him, because it, it wouldn't have made sense. But it was always something you were like, it gives you, you just were kind of like, this is weird. Like, there's, like, I never felt like I actually knew anything about him. That's what I'm trying to say. There was never a connection where I went, dude, I got to find out more about this guy. That was the challenge, I think, was I couldn't connect with him at all. And so even though he was saying the right things, it felt very like, 
And he always did seem uncomfortable. That was another thing that was very obvious. He just seemed uncomfortable. Is it fair to hold everybody to Donald Trump's standard? No. Am I going to do it anyway? Fuck yes. Why not? Why not? If, if you hold everybody from here on out to the standard that is Donald Trump, the worst that happens is you end up with people that are like 80% there, 90% there. But you clear out everybody that's like 5%. That's the whole idea. I don't even want people that are experts. I don't want any more. Like a lot of us have made the mistake also of going, well, who's the next Trump? And then what do you guys do? You look around the existing political landscape and you go, uh oh, I don't see the next Trump. Good. He's not in the political landscape. Donald Trump didn't come from the political landscape. If you want to look around and find the next Donald Trump to recruit, start looking around the private industry. CEOs, self-made men and women from huge, mega successful companies that have not went woke. That's your next Donald Trump. It isn't Matt Gates. It isn't fucking Tucker Carlson, okay? It isn't Ted Cruz. It's nobody who has existed inside of that world. God willing, it's somebody that you're like, dude, you know, you want to know who I can see? Like, it's like a fucking Dana White. Now, is Dana White Trump? No, but it's, it's like you would get me to vote for Dana White easier than you could get me to vote for Matt Gates. I'm dead serious. I would absolutely vote for Dana White, CEO and president of, of fucking uh, UFC, before I'd even consider voting for Matt Gates. Easily. I'd be like, sure. Because at, at minimum, at minimum, I know he knows how to run a business and he fucking hates woke retards. Vivek can kiss my ass. No, that guy will never get my vote either. That guy, Ram Shwami's never getting my vote. Somebody asked about Elon Musk, who's not even a natural fucking citizen. Absolutely not. Elon Musk is way too centrist for me. Not, he, I need someone with some savagery. Elon actually is too nice. I don't want, I want a savage. I'm not voting for a rock star either. I'm not voting for people that I think have a, a major, uh, like, issues with certain things. Let me just put it that way. I'll leave it there. I don't want rock stars. That's not my deal. They don't know how to manage shit. I use Dana White because he manages a huge organization. Carrie Lake, maybe. I've been saying this about Carrie for a long time, too. I really like Carrie Lake. She says all the right things. I've never seen her manage anything. That's, uh, that's my biggest argument. And I love Carrie Lake. I think she's incredible. And she has the talent. I've never seen her run an organization. You want to see somebody who can run an organization. You want somebody that's capable of rallying people around a premise and then delegating and then overseeing. Incredibly complicated. Large organizations, people with that kind of coalition, people who know how to build support and coalitions. It's not easy to do. Trump Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. You could go for either of the Trump boys, Eric or uh, Don Jr., 100%. But I'm also not into the whole family of politicians thing. So that's, I, unfortunately, these are people who have been vetted by we the people. Trump Jr., absolutely somebody that's been vetted fucking front to back. And I believe in him as an individual. I've seen the growth. It's been tremendous. But... 
There are great Americans you've never heard of. And many of them are starting to build a name. Uh, and, and they run corporations. They're, they're wealthy. They're, they're successful. They're tycoons, some of them. So that's what I care about. But Junior could earn that, absolutely could earn a vote. Yeah, if, if we're going to play some Don Jr. today. It's, you're not going to, it's impossible not to like him. He's authentic. He's an authentic guy. He's a real person. He's got a big heart, but he's also a savage. And I'm not somebody, and I, you know what's cool about that, dude? I, I'm not even, oh, anybody who's watched this show knows I was worried about Don Jr. before. 100%. If you go back and check the Dilly tapes from 2018, 2019, it's not that I disliked him. I just was worried about him as an individual. I wasn't sure where his head was at. I was like, you know, I wasn't sure where he was at. I thought he was under a ton of pressure. He was going through a divorce. I was like, hey, you know, I don't know what this guy is going to be someday. I don't know if he's like dad or not. I, li I always liked him. I think he's got a great personality. I just didn't know where he was at. But, dude, how do you look at Don Jr. the last six years and not see the growth? It's evident. It's completely evident. That's what's more impressive about him than anything else is his growth as an individual. That's cool. I think it's great. And I think, and, and the thing is, how many, how much more growth is he going to have? Like, that's the thing. He's still a young guy. He's like, what is he, like 45? He's only a little older than I am, I think. 44? How old's Don? Don 44 now? He's a young guy. I mean, he's got plenty of time to continue to learn and grow and could be good. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Now I can't have a job. Yeah, everybody said you said you guys, I'm not like I'm I'm not somebody they would grab. I just am not. I don't think I don't think that's what my role is. I don't think I end up working for anybody. That's not my deal. Um, it'd be a tough one. It'd be a tough one, right? You guys are so funny. I, could, I, could I operate inside a public office? Probably. Um, would the public be open to me? Probably not. Yeah, it's not really my deal. I don't think that, dude, think, think about what we do here at the Dilly Show. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I've got the temperament. I'm not interested in slowing down for people that need to be slowed down for. And that's, that is a weakness when you're in public office. When you do what I do out here, it's one thing. But if you're in public office, it takes a different temperament. I don't think I have that temperament. So, yeah, I don't know. That's not really <laughs> – I wouldn't put my name in there either. I haven't built a large enough organization and coalition yet. Someday maybe. Who knows? But right now, not so much. All right, let's get into this show. God, I cannot believe I talked for the first 40 minutes. What was wrong with me? Oh, my God. Hey. Someone on YouTube says, I'm so horny right now. Thanks, you, O Cummings 08. Hey, everybody. If you're on YouTube, there's a horny, horny person in the uh, chat. Trev, could you, could you please show that horny account the door? Nice photo, O Cumming 08. Appreciate that. <laughs> Is this how it works? Like, the chat, like, dude, you're just, you're watching a political show? And they're just like, hey, go in there and let them know you're horny and try to get them to click on your shit. Is that what happens? Just like, hey, uh, I too love politics, but I'm so horny. Click the link. What? Dude, like, that's terrible marketing. That's not going to help anybody. All right, I got sad news um, because he was a icon of his day. Uh, total, total uh, powerhouse. And uh, 
Real estate legend Sam Zell passed away at 81 years old. And uh, that's kind of a bummer. Sam Zell, mega, mega wealthy, mega powerful. Old, he's from the old school. And uh, so that was kind of a bummer. So he, he passed away. Got some other interesting stories for you guys. Before we get to the serious stuff on the other half of this, uh, we'll get to the second half of the show. But uh, also, Australia still sucks, all right? Australia still sucks, okay? And let me, let me explain why. Um, they tased a 95-year-old woman with dementia because she had a knife. Now, I understand. I understand. If she's a danger to others, I get it. The knife thing makes it complicated, right? I get it. I understand. But she's a dementia patient, and it just feels... Like, even with a 95-year-old woman with dementia, with all of the thrusting she possibly could have, she's not going to be able to really harm anybody. Yeah, this is not how you should be. You're at an old folks' home. This was at an old folks' home. Um, yeah, dude, she's probably going to die. Uh, 95 years old, dementia patient. Australia is a shithole still. I mean, you talk about authoritarian cunts. These are proper authoritarian cunts. As I said, an Australian elderly woman with dementia has been rushed to the hospital after she was tased by police ins inside her aged care home. The 95-year-old woman, Claire Noland, is believed to have been found holding a knife at the Yolambi Lodge in Kuma, Australia, sparking a call to police before the incident occurred on Wednesday afternoon. This is just sad. That's just sad. You know, it's like, that's not necessary. And uh, if, you, if you're a cop that feels like you need to tase a 95-year-old woman, you're a pussy. I don't know. And also, if you're... People need to stop calling the fucking cops. I know that sounds crazy, but stop that shit. There's certain situations where you're going to escalate shit and you're going to bring... Like, your law enforcement isn't trained with a level head anymore. They're trained to show up, draw their guns, fucking smoke your ass put your gun away, and then be like, so what was the problem? You understand? Like, you have to know who's, who is working at your law enforcement right now. Your law enforcement is on razor-thin, like, edge. They're constantly scrutinized by their bosses, but also by the public on both sides. So this is like the worst time in American history or world history to be a Leo because the public has decided you're no longer a civil servant or a part of them. Right? They have removed law enforcement from the community. So now law enforcement is viewed like this alien life form that occasionally pops into your neighborhood to disrupt shit. And because they're being treated that way, you know, they're not showing up and people are like, what's up, Steve, Dave, Mike? They're like showing up and they're being harassed for any number of reasons. And they're showing up already with the mentality of, uh, what are my protocols, right? Follow the, go by the book. Show up, perp, right? This is a fucking 95-year-old lady. She's not a 95-year-old lady now. Now she's a perp, perp, fucking, okay, what a, armed, right? You're checking the boxes. Okay, I got a fucking a perpetrator. Uh, she's got a knife. She's non-compliant. All they're doing is checking boxes to justify fucking using force. That's all they're doing because they're trying not to lose their jobs or have riots, okay? So, or get killed themselves, so it's no longer about the nuanced aspect what being a, a Leo used to be, which was like showing up, okay, we got a situation, let's just wait her out. 
She's 95. I mean, what would you have had to do? Just wait an extra 45 minutes, an extra hour for her to calm down or to just flat out run out of energy? She's 95. But all of that's removed now. All of the nuance and all of the context is removed. And all they're doing is showing up protocol, 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 end result, write up the report. And this is the problem, right? Is because they're alien life forces now. They're no longer, they're no longer communal people. And that's really sad because that's going to happen. And, and do I blame the cops? To some degree, yes. I understand what they're doing and why they do it. I don't agree with it. But I also blame the people inside that old folks home. You couldn't just wait? Couldn't wait her out? Let her calm down a little bit? Talk to her? Or even better yet, what if you just left her alone? What if you just get everybody up, everybody out? Eunice is having a fucking meltdown again. Everybody under the backyard will let her calm down. You couldn't just let her, you couldn't just wait it out? And that's the part where it's a loss of humanity, it's a loss of God, it's a loss of community, it's all been removed. And that's the end result. Very sad. So I blame the people who run that place, 100%. Uh, you shouldn't, you put police officers in a bad position and you put the poor old lady in a bad position because you didn't know how to take care of somebody that you said you could take care of. It's an old folks home. You don't know how to handle an elderly person who grabs a hold of a butter knife or a steak knife, really? Anyway, well, we did uh, a, a news update two days ago about an anchor who got fired for calling a coworker a cunt. <laughs> Not a live audio, right? And three, three or four weeks ago, we did a story. We covered it about an ESPN anchor getting fired for calling her coworker a cunt on a live mic. So we got two cunt terminations about three weeks apart, right? And you go, Dilly, nobody says cunt. It's like, perm it's getting in, are you, like, am I bringing cunt back into the lexicon, like into language? Probably not, since the Brits and the Australians use it all the time, right? But you don't see it in the news a lot. Boris Johnson bashed Macron as Putin's lick spittle and cunt. <laughs> he called Macron a cunt. <laughs> Dude, this is so much better than calling an ESPN reporter a cunt. Boris Johnson, whatever you think of him, he called, he called fucking Macron a cunt. <laughs> Dude, this, I need this. I need, I need more foreign leaders calling other foreign leaders cunts on podcasts. That is fucking awesome. Good job, dude. There you go. We're bringing back the C-bomb, everybody. We're bringing it back. It's fucking coming back. We're making a comeback. I love it. I love it. Let's make cunt mainstream. All right. I have to apologize for this next news story. All right? Because some news stories you really don't want to cover. I spent $50,000 to look like Nicki Minaj, and my goal is to have a bubble butt. All right, that's not that salacious. Okay, fine. What's wrong with that? Hey, everybody loves Nicki Minaj's big butt, right? Spend 50 grand, want to look just like Nicki Minaj, everybody? Oh, no! 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 God, no, why? No, God, no.
Well, there you go. 50 grand. 50 grand and you too can have, it doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter who you are. God, no, 50 grand. There it is. And there you go. I know. It's the New York Post. This is what they print these days. This is a, it's a big part of the... <laughs> Dude, yes, Bud Light. That's that's Bud Light all the fuck you, Hogman. It is too news. It's on the New York Post, bitch. That's New York that's news. New York Post. What do you mean? What do you mean, Hog? You asked for news. This is I even asked you before the show started. I asked him before the show started. I was like, hey, what do you think of this news story? He was like, dude, I love this news story. Let's talk about it. I hope you put it on the screen for a really long time. Don't let Hogman fool you guys. He fucking, I ran, he was the only one I was like, hey, you know, is this newsworthy? He was like, yeah, you know, please put it on the screen like for a long time, you know, for many minutes is what he, he actually felt like it should be like a main part of today's show. He was like, this will be a really important thing that, that's uh, super important to the public interest. So everybody blame Hogman. Hogman is on D Live. If you guys want to write to him uh, and let him know, or you guys want to talk to him about his choice of news stories. He's been feeding me these news stories. He's been, he sent that to me. He was like, hey, I think this is really important. We should, please, let's discuss this. And I was like, okay, all right. You don't think your wife, you don't think Harley's going to get, you don't think Harley's going to be upset about this? And he was like, no, absolutely not. She, she also likes this commercial, this type of news story in, in discussions. So I don't know. You just, you try to, can't make everybody happy apparently all the time. I'm unsubscribing, Dilly. Oh, shit. You know what I forgot to tell you guys? Hey, we still have shirts available. I forgot to mention this during, you know, MAGA Commerce. We still have shirts available. Uh, no more blue ones, though. Don't don't look at the one on the left because you can't buy it. There's, I don't think there's any on the left. I might be wrong, but I don't think there's any on the left available, just so you guys know. I'm pretty sure we only have the, the black ones left, but I could be wrong. You should check the website, but I'm not sure. I just know there's a, there's... Shirts left. You got some shirts left. You see, I didn't under... You know what I underestimated too? I didn't realize that you guys were going to want different colors. Like, I always do black shirts because I think they're, like, pretty... You're safe, right? I'm like, oh, people like a good black shirt. And I didn't realize some of you guys don't want to wear black shirts. I was like, oh, shit. So now I got a bunch of black shirts I have to sell because <laughs> I didn't know. I bought a bunch of them thinking... Because I think they're fucking cool. I wear black shirts almost every day. But I didn't realize, yeah. Yeah, I thought they're fucking cool. I, I, yeah, you didn't know these are still available. Yeah, they turned out fantastic too. And if you can't see the front, like, hold on, I will tell you something. I want to show you. For some of you who haven't really, like, gotten a look at the front, well, this is a little blurry, but, dude, the front of these is super cool. It's the horseshoe with the American flag. Trevor did a killer job on these. Yeah, he did a killer job on these. So, you know, I think you guys will really like these a lot. But, uh, yeah, here, let me just kind of cover up that other one. That's, that's, uh, there we go. There we go. So that's, that's probably a better way of doing it. There you go. Bam. Yeah, we got black ones available. There you go. Yeah, they're awesome. They turned out great. Uh, the blue, they're saying only have small and medium left for the ladies. So ladies, small and mediums are left in the blue. Yeah. They look killer. I'm telling they're awesome. I'm very excited about it. Okay. Um, yeah, I got to talk about that in a minute. Okay, yeah, let's get into politics. Here we go. Uh, Trump has the largest advantage over DeSantis ever. 
This is the real clear politics average. So this is where they, they take all of the polling. So the meatball is going to announce his run for president just as his polling hits an all-time low, which is really fucking funny. Like, this dude has the worst timing I've ever seen in my life. There it is. He's running. He's saying he's going to run starting next week. And he's like, yeah, I'm down by an average of 36. Yeah, good good luck. Good luck. Wait, we only have small men's black left? Are you sure? I'm fucking, are you tripping? Are you serious? I didn't know that. Hold on. I'm going to the shop right now. You guys keep staring at this poll while I look. Let me see. Oh, shit. All the men's are gone except for smalls? Seriously? And then the women's. Oh, okay. So the black, we have small, medium, and large. And the blue, we only have small and medium. Okay, so black, women's, small, medium, large. Blue, we only have small and medium. And men's, we only have small. Okay, well, there you go. Yep, Loring is correct on uh, DLive. Thank you, Loring. You're absolutely correct. All right, so uh, Meatball is getting destroyed. He's getting destroyed. The thing is, is this is before he got like, what's funny is, dude, you're going to announce after that horrendous Iowa thing, that picnic you did. No, Gnome is not his VP. That was a rumor, by the way. Christy Gnome is not endorsing DeSantis. That was a rumor. That was incorrect. That was debunked. Even I fell for it. It was fake. Um, all right. You guys want to get to, I kind of want to get to some things. Hold on. Is this the, no, not that. You do this. Maybe that? No, not this. You guys want a meme? This was from Mo and his balls. I forgot to play it the other day. I'll just throw this in here because Mo makes great memes. Watch. That was funny. That was funny. That was Elon. I think I had other videos playing underneath that. I don't know what the hell was going on there. That was funny. That was, that was funny. It was Elon fucking cutting a rug. All right. Here we go. Maddie Gates. Breaking. The Washington, D.C. FBI field office confirmed that undercover officers, confidential informants, and FBI assets were present at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, despite FBI Director Ray testifying to the contrary. Uh, what you mean to say is despite Christopher Ray lying to the public. Whoopsie. Mr. Allen, we just heard, uh, astonishingly heard a Democrat on this committee question your allegiance to the United States. How many tours in Iraq did you do? I did two tours in Iraq, sir. And, and for how many decades have you held a security clearance? Uh, for two decades, sir. Ever been called into question before? No, sir. And, and you also received the Employee of the Year Award for the Charlotte Field Office, is that right? That is correct, sir. Did you receive any medals during your service for the Marine Corps and the United States Navy? 
I did, sir, as a member of the Marine Corps, I received two, uh, a Navy Commendation Medal and a Navy Achievement Medal. Seems to me your allegiance to the United States is pretty well established over multiple decades, wearing the uniform, fighting for our country, and I am proud that you continue to fight for our country as a whistleblower here, making a disclosure to the United States Congress. Uh, and Mr. Allen, is it your belief that you were retaliated against because you shared an email that questioned the truthfulness of FBI Director Christopher Wray? Yes, sir. And you believed that he wasn't truthful based on testimony he'd given to the United States Senate, isn't that right? Yes, sir. And in that testimony to the Senate, you believed that Christopher Wray indicated that there were no confidential informants and no uh, FBI assets that were present at the Capitol on January 6th that were part of the violent riot. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Please play the video. We're, we're now going to hear from George Hill, who worked at the Boston field office. The SSA in Boston said they were going to a political rally, which is First Amendment protected activity. No, we're not uploading. We're not starting cases on these people. To which they said, well, we're going to call your SAC. And the SSA said, go right ahead. Because when you're pushing back, you know, you want to make sure that you have your, your six covered. So the SAC and the ASAC were intimately aware of these kinds of exchanges that were going on. And again, to his credit, um, Joe Bonavolanta said, no, we're not opening up cases on people who went to a rally. And I forgot a key part. The SSA for CT2 said, happy to do it. Show us where they were inside the Capitol and we'll look into it. To which WFO said, we can't show you those videos unless you can tell us the exact time and place those individuals were inside the Capitol, to which the SSA responded back. And I was privy to these conversations firsthand. Why can't you show us, why can't you just send us, give us access to the 11,000 hours of video of this exam that's available? Because there may be, may be UCs, undercover officers, or CHS's confidential human, for, confidential human sources on those videos whose identity we need to protect. So Mr. Allen, you got retaliated against for the very thing, for saying the very thing that the Washington field office was telling Boston when the Boston field office was saying, we're not going to go and investigate people that just showed up at a rally without sufficient criminal predicate. Uh, the, the Washington field office told Boston, well, you know what, we can't give you the evidence because it might disclose the very CIs and UCs that you are concerned about. But that doesn't surprise you, Mr. O'Boyle, does it? No, sir. And the reason it doesn't surprise you is that in a different part of the country, you saw that same pressure from the Washington field office. And did they ever try to get you to do something that was outside the normal order of law enforcement activity? Yes, sir. And what did the Washington field office try to get you to do that violated the law and regulations? They tried to get me to serve a federal grand jury subpoena when there was no proper predicate to do so. And the reason there was no predicate was because it was based on an anonymous tip, right? That's correct. And time and again, the Washington field office was trying to pressure you without corroboration to go start process on people. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. 
And so while I agree that January 6th was a violent day, a bad day, a day that nobody wants to relive, violence on January 6th doesn't justify weaponizing the government against people who were innocent and did nothing wrong. Thank you for blowing the whistle on that. Zoinks! So, the FBI. I mean, what else is there to say? Honestly, what else is there to say? The whistleblowers are telling you everything that you already suspected, but now they're confirming it. Our organization is corrupt. The Washington field office corrupts every other office. They're blowing the whistle, and now they're going to suffer massive retribution. The size of coconuts to be an FBI official blowing the whistle against the FBI, they're like, I mean, this big, probably. Because your life is over. They're going to fuck with you financially. They're going to fuck with your family. Like, there is... You're done. You, you, Those two guys... Forget about it. Be, there is nothing worse than being an FBI whistleblower against your, your superiors. Because they are that corrupt. Like, highest level. Well done, Matt Gates, And uh, honestly, well done, Congress. That, wasn't, that was just one clip. There were several clips of several different members uh, doing a great job today in that hearing. The American public needs to know what's going on. Will anything be done about it? Obviously, that's not. That's a totally different conversation. We don't need to have that today. But corrupt as fuck all the way through. All the way through. All right. In a lighter note, because I promised a lighter note. You guys want a lighter note? Okay. This was an interview last night. I watched it live. Shout out to my boy, Magical Trevor, for uh, linking me to it last night when it was live because I was like, dude, I really want to watch this. Don Jr. sat down with Tim Pool on his uh, podcast, and uh, it was a very lengthy interview that was super interesting, and I wanted to share with you guys because it's good. It's a great interview. I got three different clips. This is the first one. I'll probably jump in periodically because i really like it but if you guys didn't see this last night it is totally worth watching i mean it's really good here we go donnie jr i'm only i'm only i'm only reading this one because his son is right here some people are saying i won't name names some people are saying it's a great impression What's yours? Do you do, do, you I, do I an impression? I don't, I don't Can do all of your siblings? No. No, no, no. There's a couple of things. I, I, you know, I don't do the Trump impression. I don't make fun of hair because maybe the Trump hair gene kicks in one day. Ooh. And so I'm like, I'm just not going to play with it. You know, I'm just going to leave fair. it alone. You know, I, 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 it's, it's risking too much. It, it's a karma thing. You know, I'm just, you. You know, I'm just not going to go there. Is that what the impression too? You think you're going to get to his age and just sound identical? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They already say I have the hand gesture. It's funny. Like when I'm, so when I'm doing uh, my podcast on Mondays at six to, and Thursdays at six uh, on Rumble, uh, he, he called me. He's like, I saw the podcast content. You got a lot less hands. He does you know, do the voice. I, yeah. like, That's my a, lot, a lot less hands, Don. I go, like, how much less hands? He goes, like, 95% less hands. I go, oh, you mean, like, you, you, like I'm, I'm, going, I, I, I'm going 20 times more hands? Like, hey, he speaks with his hands, too. He so does the accordion do. thing. Yeah. You know, so I guess I do that too, and I just I get impassioned, and no one's ever said I'm low energy. You know, you get thrown out of the window of Trump Tower if you're low energy in my family, and so <laughs> that's great. Like I do it, but he, he was like, "Yes, ninety five percent less hands." So like, I was like, "Man, did it's you feel a, like it, that was the pot cut?" Hold on. Okay, that's fucking funny. All right, that is hella funny. Like. <laughs> 
first of all, we get lucky enough to have Don impersonating dad for a moment, right? <laughs> and, then, and then you got Trump, President Trump, telling his kid, talk less with your hands. <laughs> oh, there's more. Here we go. Like the the kettle calling pot well, black. Okay, okay, so you're like, I, sir, king of the hand gesture. A hundred percent. It's it's like when <laughs> honestly the best. Yes, because there's a couple times where I'm like, we have to have a discussion about self awareness. <laughs> uh, like, you know, I, I would get a call sometimes when he was president. I'd get a call from the White House, and you know, Don, you're too aggressive on Twitter. <laughs> 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 what? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like really? Like, I'm like, really? Like, wow! Like, I'm like, you know, like, you have what you like, said. I'm like, what you said about Rosie was horrible. Yeah. It's very, I, yeah. It's like that '80s like drug commercial. Like, I learned it by watching you, Dad. Like, it's like, you know, I'm sitting there, be like, man, like of all the things, like, like I'm not saying, like, I will listen to him on many things if he's got business advice, political. I mean, he's a, the guy's done a lot. He's accomplished a lot. But I was like, this is the one place where maybe you've seen it. Like the moral high ground here. Like I'm like I don't understand. Like <laughs> all the things. And, and I get it. I mean, with Kimberly, like it was, and she, she'd be like, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, it's the White House. She's like, oh, what, what, what'd you do now? I'm scrolling, trying to figure out what I said, and I was like, oh, I don't know. It's like you know, you it's like, tone it down. You, you can't turn some things off. <laughs> from you, Dad. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, President Trump. That's fucking funny. I told you it was a funny ass clip. Uh, Don, really very likable person, very funny. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get back to the rest of this. It's really good, dude. I think what I, I some of this is really cool because I've had like I've been privy in proxy, right, proximity to Don Jr. for quite some time through a mutual friend, and so. A lot of the stuff that I used to hear about, I didn't, I had no way of like, he didn't really show it publicly, right? Like Don didn't really do it publicly. And so now he's like talking very, he's being very, the way he is with the public is different. And he's and like, he's so comfortable now. Um, it's cool because like, this is stuff that I would get like here. I would hear like behind the scenes stories or like get pictures or videos and shit. And I was like, I, for years, I'm like, oh, my God, they're like, they're normal people. Like, they're super successful and they're super famous, but they're like super normal, like normal, very healthy senses of humor. Like him, him, uh, him doing, uh, saying you get tossed out of the window of Trump Tower if you're low energy in the Trump family is hella funny. <laughs> it's hella funny. So, um yeah, this is a really cool inside look. He's giving you, he's pulling back the curtain a little bit on the dynamics of their family. And it's stuff that like, I've been privy to a couple of things that, you know, that are very, very like authentic that made me realize how normal, like just normal and, and funny, really funny. And the whole family's, family's like this. Like two of the most likable Trumps behind the scenes and even publicly, but Eric Trump and his wife, Laura, are like, they're super funny and super, super likable people. And Don Jr. is the same way. But, yeah, this is a really cool interview. We'll let, let's let Don keep going. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do we got here? What do Should we got? have been much nicer to that reporter. <laughs> yeah. She's a good lady. Iggy, Iggy, too aggressive. 
Iggy Dinky says, Seamus, you should animate this Fetterman speech like you did with Biden's corn pop story. Oh, Ooh. I totally should. By the way, yeah, we, we, so we yeah. made an animation uh, a few years ago of Joe Biden's corn pop speech because when he's telling the story, you kind of can't tell what he's talking about. So we like boarded it out and put animation to it. So maybe I should do the same thing with what Fetterman said so we can make sense of it. No, that, that's impossible. Yeah, I I, mean, it, I don't know because I thought the corn pop speech was impossible to make. Well, out the corn too, pop was ridiculous, but like we... the Fetterman thing is literally like just verbal <laughs> diarrhea. Like it's <laughs> it's true. No, you, like it, you look at that, be like the republic's over. Like we like <laughs> you, you pack it up, folks. Like I like it because Fetterman said, keeps gesturing, riding, like riding the bomb down, swinging the head. Yeah, no, like, exactly. here we go. Uh, here we go. Robert Knight says Joe Biden is the victim of elder abuse. We should highlight that constantly. Yeah, shame on Jill and his handlers. Oof. Well, hundred percent. I mean, listen. Could, couldn't have happened we, to a nicer all, guy. We've all had, we all know people or family or whatever that have gone through these things as they get older and stuff like that. But like that they can, oh, he's going to run again. It's going to be great. What could go wrong? I'm like, what could go wrong? I'm like, have you turned on like the news? Like we're on the brink of World War III. Yeah. Like, Do you what, ever what feel like they're running him because Kamala never picked up any pop popularity? And so oh, I think a hundred, like him? if they could, you know, replace him with someone that checks a lot of those boxes. Mm hmm. Oh, it's not even a question. I always but like, had the impression they wanted Kamala him to be a one-term president. Was the oh uh, yes, like she was the designated heir, and they assumed that she had both brains and capability. And it turns uh, you out know, no. And it turns out she has neither. <laughs> uh, but like again, because, but only because they put her in there because she checked off those boxes. Like mm -hmm. it, it doesn't take a lot, uh, you know, to understand that there's not really any of that there. And based on even the work history and all that stuff, like it's it's all you know created optics but never real actual accomplishment like you know you, you guys actually next time talk to kimberly more about it because she worked in that like san francisco <laughs> oh we got more don't worry there's more that it's i uh i got three of these clips that trev sent over to me the whole interview is really interesting but this was just like these are the highlights this is the fun stuff um yeah i haven't even played the the fetterman thing because uh, I just didn't get to it. It's it's horrific if you haven't seen it. Uh, he tried to ask a question in Senate. It was awful. Uh, it's not coherent speech. It's fucked up, right? Really funny stuff. Um, before I get to the next Don Jr. clip, I did want to play this Starbucks commercial. I don't know if you guys... Have you guys seen this Starbucks commercial? This is... Awkward would be the only way I could describe this. I'm not sure if everybody has seen this. I don't know if this was just a commercial for abroad. I'm not sure if it was played here in the United States, but it was super uncomfortable. Was this a, is, this is an American commercial, is it? It's the new Starbucks commercial. Anyway, Magical Trevor ripped it for me. Check it out. सुनो इस बार गुस्सा मत होना प्लीज Thank you, Papa, for meeting me. I know बड़े साल बीत गए, लेकिन आप आज भी मेरे लिए सब कुछ हो.
Cold coffees for armpit. Three cold coffees for armpit. बेटा, मेरे लिए तो आज भी मेरा बच्चा है। बस एक लेटर ही तो ऐड हुआ है तेरे नाम ने। Starbucks coffee featuring a tranny named Armpit. Was, uh, they scrapped that ad in India, by the way. They were going to run with it, but they they couldn't. It didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well with audiences. <laughs> Apparently, audiences weren't connecting with a chick with a dick named Armpit. But, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> super unfortunate. Like the stupidest joke, Trevin. It's so money. It's so money. Oh, it's so money. <laughs> I swear to God, you can't. It's armpit. Yeah, it's uh, you can't. Uh... Oh, oh, thank you. That was a very good commercial. This is really special. All right, let's get back to Don Jr. saying things that we all agree with that are super interesting and funny. My question was for uh, Trump Jr. So I wanted to know what you think is the ultimate root cause for the decline of American by extension Western civilization. And does your dad see it the same way? Hmm. I mean, I, I think for me, it's the attack on the family. Yeah. You know, you know, this notion, you know, we don't really need dads and, you know, women can do it all by themselves. And it's like, it's just not. And again, I think you need moms too. Like, what? but it's the attack on the family. But, you know, but they, they break down those systems. They try to normalize those. In in many instances, they incentivize, uh, you know, the the breakdown of that nuclear family, uh, and like that. But the that, results are never good. That may just be a, the tactic of leftists of communism of Marxism. Oh, I think that I think that's right. But that's. But like, That's are we pretending factor. that these people aren't those things? Like, are no, we no. pretending they're not Marxist communist? Like, they they are. And the uh, the the core structure that they're that the Jenga piece, yeah, that needs to be removed by the Marxists for them to get they want is family, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, and I think there's an element of pride or patriotism, and you you know, as evidenced by, you know, why can't the military recruit people? Because the people who would be willing to die for your country, like, they don't want to worship the trans flag. Like, they they like, <laughs> you know, if. You know, they, they don't, no one had ever heard of white rage before Millie got on a stage and said, I want to learn about white rage. I was like, really? Like, I don't know. How about like learning how to win a war? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a great, <laughs> I'm not a great military strategist, but I know he doesn't know it either. Mm. You know, if he couldn't have seen it coming, as he said, uh, with the withdrawal of Afghanistan. And, you know, again, we talked about serious people earlier in the show. Like that's, you're not a serious person. Right. Like everyone I know who served over there got it. Do you think your dad feels the same way about family? I think so. Uh, you know, I, I meant, man, he probably knows a lot more about that than me having just been in there himself, right? I mean, I, I don't know about you know, all of the other secrets, but that seems to be the, you know, the, the topical answer. And you, you see that as evidenced by the constant attacks and anything, you know, that is that leads to that. So uh, I, I would think that he feels the same way. I, I imagine he has some details about the things that are, you know, far more subversive and perhaps subtle uh, that are in there that, you know, I, I perhaps wouldn't even understand. Uh, but, you know, I, I know he, he understands that and why he's sort of been vocal about it. Boom. Nailed it.
You know what I like about uh, Don? Don doesn't take very long to answer questions because he's completely honest. Isn't that fun? Like, one of the funnest things about Donnie Jr. is that he is, he, he goes like this. Like, that was a complicated question. He answered it like, bam. Like, the answers are there because he's being honest. It's one of the coolest things listening to him go off cuff on this stuff because he's really telling you how he feels. And you have to remember, where, who instilled his values? Who instilled his values? Dad, right? So you're like, if you want to know Trump a little better, listen to Don. Listen to Don talk to you about things. He's just like, oh, that's weird. Don likes normal things. Don likes to go hunting. Don likes fishing. He likes outdoor activities with the kids, right? He likes, uh, he's very funny. He likes to laugh a lot. He's irreverent. He gets it. Whole family is, to be honest with you. I got, they're really funny people. Really, really funny people. Very unique. And uh, that's one of the things that's cool, though, is like, he's not, he's got dad's intelligence, but he also has that charm that Pops has got, which is the, the groundedness. Like, him and Kimberly, for, I haven't got a chance to meet Kimberly yet. I've observed her in public a few different times because I've been at Mar-a-Lago and she's been there. But like, and she seems very lovely. But together, you can tell that they do. There's a lot of laughing going on there, right? A lot of, lot of laughter, a lot of like very funny people, very witty, high energy. As he mentioned, you can't fit with that family and be low energy. It doesn't work. And, uh, and you can just tell. He's like, you know, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. All right. One last clip from Donnie Jr. for you guys. You're going to love this one, too. This is, this, this, they, they wrote that article in Time Magazine, right? The shadow campaign to save the election. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we did this stuff. Of course we did this stuff. Yep. And they lied about it. And, you know, and again, then it also goes with Russia, Russia, Russia. Like if we take 5% of the populace and we, we seed these ideas and they believe a little bit of it, maybe they just don't show up. You know, or I, I think we know the number now is like 17% of Democrats would not have voted for Joe Biden if they knew about the Hunter Biden laptop, if they knew about it. I think it was- like They didn't even know about it. I, I think it was uh, not just of Democrats, of everybody. Because like Democrats are insane, like the Democrat voters. I think it was just like your your average voter would have not voted for Joe Biden in general. Okay, perhaps, fine. Yeah. Guess what? 8%, 8%, you know, half of that would, would still sway the election, Right. right? But oh, they, weren't, they weren't going to let that Rasmussen happen. Rasmussen had an even lower number, and they were like, this would have changed the results of the election if they didn't lie about the laptop. Correct. Outright. Uh, and again, we, we do this great thing where, you know, we dunk on everyone. Oh, we got you. We told you. We're, it's like, no, 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 dude. They got what they wanted. They won. Mm -hmm. Like, we, you know, we're dunking and doing that. I told you so, and I, I, I do it too. Uh, because, of course, you know, because, of course, Wuhan. Because, because of course, well, the so, laptop. So, you're like, you know how the, I knew the laptop was real? Like, Hunter Biden wasn't out there denying it. Because if that was me and it wasn't real, I'd be out there being like, oh, fuck you. Like, this is, like, that's yeah. bullshit. Like, what do you think about, what do you think is going to happen in 2024? I think you're right. Wasting money in a primary would be stupid. Especially I, I think, when. I think we got to, you know, people have to understand that. We have to form that operation, right? We don't do that stuff well. We, the GOP, does, we, we need to fund that operation. We need to be all over it. We need to be out there aggressively doing it. You got to do it in the seven swing states. You got to focus on those areas and you got to, you know, focus on not having a drawn out bloodied primary, which is like the dream of, of Joe Biden. Again, you know, John Fetterman can get elected to the United States Senate. Joe Biden can win the, the presidency. Like, it's not like we're up against their ideas versus our ideas. And it's all fair. Like we're up against a trillion dollar mainstream media. That's the marketing department of the other side. And then the problem Big is just as bad. Conservatives seem to think if we make the best arguments, we win. That's no. ridiculous. No. When you it's send it's out like the dumbest thing ever, like Don gets it. Donnie gets it. Donnie Jr. gets it. Hey, he's the fucking boss, man. 
Boss man in training. Yeah, I told you. He's a likable dude. He's a good dude. Solid. Rock solid. Nice person. <laughs> anyway, the interv whole interview is like that. whole interview is rock solid. It's very good. Um, very interesting. He was very available. I love a good... I love when people who are public figures drop the veneer. And Don Jr. really is so comfortable now. He's dropped the veneer. He's just like... You know, everybody has one initially. Like, they're kind of like, okay, you know, kind of feeling out the landscape. He's so comfortable now. He'll talk with these guys about anything. Right? And he's candid. I mean, he's... I don't know how you can't be appreciative for his his vibe. I mean, he's he's got a good vibe. And I think he's... Um, you know, it's cool. It's a, it's a, a rare, it's rare air to combine intelligence with humility. And I think Don Jr. does a nice job of it. So it's good. It's a, he's a, he's an asset to the Trump campaign big time because even voters that are hesitant on dad, it's when you get to, if you get to hear his son talk, you get to listen to Don or spending time with him. You, you realize really what you're voting for, Right. Same thing with Eric Trump, also very thoughtful person, really concise, uh, just a kind of a gentle soul, like a good person. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a really good thing. It's a good interview. I'm not really a big Tim Pool fan. I think he's a little too fucking, I don't know, wishy-washy for me. But uh, Alan's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Uh, there's this video that's been, uh, it, it got out there yesterday. And uh, it was uh, Dan Scavino put it out. And I really liked it. I, uh, the messaging of the campaign is bang on right now. Um, right now is the time where I think you, you hammer the opponents that you're hammering, and then you start to pivot back towards policy to undercut and, uh, under, and completely remove the, you know, kind of kneecap them. So I'm hoping that they go real heavy on policy going into next week. Like through this weekend, Early next week, we got to go hard on policy because it's going to undercut meatball. And uh, and then you've also got somebody that's essentially being your greatest asset right now to, to juxtapose your positions is Joe Biden still. So we'll see. I, I got to see if they're going to which which direction they're going to go the next five days. It's very critical. But I have a feeling they're going to go high ground policy and it will undercut the shit out of meatball. This video is one example of that. 2024 is the final battle. If you put me back in the White House, the reign of corrupt Washington establishment will be over and America will be a free nation once again. With your support in this election, we are going to complete the mission. We are going to finish what we started. Survey shows Trump leading Biden by six points in a 2020 rematch, 45% to 39%. Stand with me and together we will defeat the globalists, the Marxists, communists, and the rhinos, and we will restore the American Republic as the strongest, freest, and most powerful nation the world has ever known. Donald Trump with a growing and commanding lead over Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, 62% to 16%. This is what we must do to save our country from destruction. I have no doubt that we will together win the presidential election of 2024 and make America great again. We're going to do it. All right. I got to give you guys some advice. I just saw something, and I'm going to give you some advice, unsolicited advice. 
You guys ready? This is tangible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you very briefly, but I want you to understand this. This goes for all of you, every one of you. Okay? Many of you will have the opportunity to meet Donald Trump. Sounds crazy, but you will. Campaign trail, shaking hands. It'll be like that, pizza shop, whatever. I'm going to give you some free advice that will, will, you will take with you for the rest of your life. Okay? I really want you to listen up because it's a mistake. And if you don't preemptively think about this, you'll make this mistake and then you won't be able to undo it and you'll never get to, to, to have the opportunity again. Ready? Is everybody ready? If you are going to meet President Trump, you think you might, there's an outside chance, or maybe you don't think you're gonna meet him and you're at a rally or something and he walks over to you. He walks over to you. You're at a pizza shop. They walk over to you. You're out in, you're, you're in a situation where you're like, oh shit, that's Trump. Oh my God, he's walking at me. You're, you're gonna have a split second to make the right decision. And 99% of you make the wrong one and I'm gonna help you make the right one, okay? Do not reach in your pocket and pull out your fucking phone. Don't do it. Don't pull it out and you're like, uh, 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 don't do it. You look like a fucking retard. Okay, you don't do it. Don't do it. You look him in the eye, you thank him, you have a brief exchange or a conversation. Why do you not need this? Does anybody know why you don't need this? Do you know why you don't need this? Because you're only gonna have a split second and most of you in your mind is gonna go, oh my God, Trump, I gotta get a picture of him. He looks incredible. So you mean well, right? You're like, oh, I wanna capture this. The most famous person on planet Earth is walking up to you they're gonna take pictures of him. You don't need your shitty camera looking at his nose. Do it. Just leave your fucking phone in your pocket. They're capturing everything. You're gonna be immortalized with HD video from the Trump campaign. And if not them, everyone around you is gonna be filming you and taking photos. Leave your phone in your pocket. Shake his hand. Thank you. Hey. Appreciate you. Thank you for what you're doing. God bless you, sir. You're the fucking man, dude. Make them laugh. Say something smart. Leave. Put the phones away, though. Like, just let yourself be there in the moment. I'm here. This is the most important human being on planet Earth today, right now. And I want to shake his hand. I want to look him in the eye. I want to have a moment where I could say something, maybe if it's more than a couple seconds. But if not, I want to catch... They're gonna take pictures. Everyone's gonna have video. You're gonna have videos of you and pictures of you from a thousand different angles, okay? But you gotta let that be like, act like you've been there, especially if you're Dilly 300, okay? If you're Dilly 300, you say, thank you from the Dilly 300, thank you from me and my family. You look them in the eye, you just do, do, do the cool shit, but I'm, a lot of people, and I get it, dude, people are excited, and I don't blame you. You're conditioned to be like, I have a way of, right? I have a way of capturing this moment. So I get it. Like, you do it with your kids. You're conditioned. So you're like, oh, my, my kid's doing something cute. I got to film it or 
For those of you that care about memers' feelings, you film it like this. For those of you that are selfish, you fucking do these. Or if you're a girl, you fucking females out there. <laughs> I gotta film it. Please do. Pa- can we do the other? Nope. <laughs> Please, can we? Do- nope. <laughs> okay, fine. But I'm just telling you, leave your phones. Just leave them in your pocket. Be cool, man. Now, just be cool and just thank him and let them take pictures. Just let them, let them, everyone is going to take pictures of you. You be different. You be, act like you, you deserve to be there. Wherever that is, you deserve it. You deserve the acknowledgement. You deserve the opportunity. Be cool. You're fine. Hey, thank you so much. God bless you, sir. Say a prayer, right? Hey, thank you. Thank you, sir. I want to, you know, extend a prayer to you. God bless you. You know, whatever you're going to say. And if you're going to go full retard and film him, dude, go fucking landscape all right your phone doesn't work this way anymore just pretend it doesn't work everybody uh uh no 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 boomers come on boomers it goes this way it's this way boomers boom it out right here booms right here just fucking just you want that thing this way my phone no longer if you have to start talking on that bitch like this so you get in the habit film it here this doesn't work. The only people who film like this are people who are making homemade sex tapes. Okay? Like, oh, fucking yeah. Like, otherwise, don't film that way. You're, this is not... You, there's only two places you're allowed to film this way. Home tape, home fucking homemade sex tapes and your fucking pets. Okay? You pull it out your pets. Your dog's doing something cute. You're like, oh, my God, look at him. He's funny. Even then, you're still kind of a spazoid. But otherwise, fucking right here. Leah, we are not going to talk about you filming a duck gangbang, all right? We're not going to do that today. God. Leah, you're so based. We all love you for that. Jesus Christ. Oh, Leah, you're, yeah, Nat Geo. Oh, Leah Memes was at the park, and uh, she caught an assault on a female duck. She caught an assault on a female duck. She, yeah, she, this is a true story. I don't know why, dude. She's telling us that she just caught an assault from a female duck. She saw the female duck getting gang raped by a bunch of male ducks. This is in the meme room the other day. This is how the memers operate. Just so you guys know, you want behind the scenes. So she's like, oh my God, it was a female duck getting raped by these male ducks. It was terrible. It was a gangbang. And she, like, describes what she saw because it's traumatic. And, of course, fucking one of the memers is probably, I don't know if it was Ramble or Mac or Hog, you should have filmed it, right? One of, I don't remember who said it. You should have filmed it. She goes, actually. And she uploads a a four-and-a-half-minute video. She uploads a a four-and-a-half-minute video. And we're just like, what? She's like, ignore the, ignore my commentary. (laughs) We're like... Dude, I was like, you really watched this for four and a half minutes? Just, she was like, I could see her just like, imagine she's just like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you do that? For like, maybe I, I get like 30 seconds. Like, oh my God, that's funny. She did the whole four and a half minutes and then uploaded the whole thing to the meme room. We were all like, ah, oh, that's great. That's great. That's just great. It was great. <laughs> she's like, great day at the park. Oh, God, that's so sad. And she's like talking through the whole thing. She's like, oh, my God. Why are you doing this? She said, why don't you sing? 
You have the voice of an angel. You might have brought peace to the situation. Woo-hoo-hoo. You could have brought some, you could have sung something and they would have fucking the ducks would have been like, oh shit, we're we're wow, we were wrong about this. We're so sorry. They could have cleaned up that female duck and fucking brushed her off and sent her on her way. No. She just watched and filmed it. And you know why she did it? For the rules. That's why she filmed it. Four and a half minutes. Just so she could send it to the meme room. Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was really it was really, really long. I got to tell you, it was super long. It wouldn't end. It was very long. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. What makes it funny, if you guys understood, if Phantom Shadow had filmed this, it would have been funny, but it would have been like, God damn it, Phantom. Like, you're so, what the hell? Or if Hogman had done it, right? You go, you fucking guys, right? What made it funny is that it was Leah. Because she's just like, Right? She's got this like pixie fucking personality. So she's just like, and you're like, oh, Leah's here. She's so happy all the time. And she's like, I got a duck gangbang on video. We're like, what? Like, <laughs> this is why it's funny is you're like, well, I'm so, you what? And she's like, yeah, I got the video. Watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what made it funny. It was just like, of all people. But she did it. And then we all watched it. And then I, I like, Made sure I told Rihanna about it, and the girls were all upset about this. The guys were all laughing. They wanted to make a meme out of Jebba fucking Ellis. It was really terrible. Anyway, there's, there's your behind the uh, scenes from the meme team. Wanted to give you guys. <laughs> all right, I'm done, dude. Tomorrow's Friday, Q&A Friday. If you have questions, uh, send them in. But God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilley, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of the Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.